Hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, it's the Catholic Traveler podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the Podcast Review Show. You can be found at uh, podcastreviewshow.com. I always like to start off the show by reminding everyone that what you're going to get today is called an opinion. And it's just an opinion, and we've been asked to uh, share ours today with our very special guests. Yeah, today on the Podcast Review Show, we have uh, Ian and Paula Rutherford of the Catholic Travel Journal Podcast. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. And uh, one of the things we always like to uh, ask people before we get into your your content here is what inspired you to to start podcasting? Our anniversary. (laughs) Our 20th anniversary is coming up in two years. And I had the idea that we should go on a pilgrimage to uh, Chartres, France. And uh, we thought we'd better get in shape because it's three days of walking. Uh, 80, 90 miles. 90 miles. So then uh, Ian had the idea of podcasting because until the, we did this, I didn't really know what a podcast was. So I decided that we should uh, take our preparation and, and turn it into something a little more inspirational and uh, share it with other people. Very cool. As we dig into your content here, what we want to do is we, we want to spotlight what we feel you're doing right and maybe identify any of those things that maybe you need to tweak just a bit. So uh, there's no crying in baseball. There's also no crying on the podcast review show. So you can feel free to uh, agree with us or tell us to go pound salt if you'd like. <laughs> and uh, I guess at this point we'll, we'll see uh, what, what are you hoping to what, what are you hoping that your audience does with your content? Well, I think we're hoping that they're inspired to also look into going on pilgrimages for themselves and uh, vicariously go on a pilgrimage with us. Very cool. So like a big old group, pummel into yes, a bus and go to town. <laughs> Actually, this pilgrimage has how many 10,000, how many thousands of people that go on it? 30,000. Yeah, there are about 30,000 people who do this over the uh, a weekend after Easter each year. So it's going to be a big deal. Amazing. That's the one thing when I listen to this show, that I mean, I've I've grown up in a church. And I'm not Catholic. I'm a Christian, but I'm not. I'm familiar with Catholicism. But the fact that I had no idea what you guys were talking about, I was like, "This is now." That's a good thing. It sounds weird, but it's like this is like niching down. And and I thought people that are kind of I always say podcasting helps attract like minded people. And there's got to be somebody out here going, "Oh, they're talking about Saint So and So in this place and that place." And I was like, the fact that I didn't, I'm like, this is probably a good thing because. 
the the people that uh, I would say like minded people are going to find this and go, oh my gosh, I was thinking about going to that pilgrimage. And uh, so it's it sounds like you guys are on the right track. What we always like to do is just play the first couple minutes of the show. So uh, we listen to episode two, which is about uh, St. Patty's Day. So let's uh, go ahead and take a listen to that. The Catholic Travel Journal, episode two. Welcome to the Catholic Travel Journal on-demand radio show. I'm Ian Rutherford. And I'm Paula Rutherford. For our 20th wedding anniversary, my wife suggested we go on a pilgrimage to Chartres. 80 miles, 3 days, 2 and a half years to prepare. No problem. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. We're going to talk about some Irish pilgrimage sites today. But first, we're going to tell you about our St. Patrick's Day dinner that we had on Saturday because we couldn't all celebrate with our family on Monday. So... Let's see. What all do we have for dinner? Uh, the usual. We had delicious cabbage that our sister-in-law made. And uh, we had bubble and squeak, also known as coal cannon, which I made. It's uh, mashed potatoes with uh, cabbage and um, green onions. It was really good. That was delicious. And, of course, we had corned beef, which was good. I like it a lot. Not everybody yeah. does, but uh, but it's a it's I like it for uh, it's a Saint family Patrick's Day. tradition anyway. And then for dessert, we had a what was that delicious thing we had? It was Irish cream cake. Irish cream celebration cake. Oh. <laughs> and apart from tasting delicious and being full of Irish cream and chocolate and more chocolate and. Irish cream. And Irish cream, yes. And more Irish cream. Um, it looked wonderful, too. My wife did a wonderful job. And so if we ever get Pinterest boards up with uh, for our podcast, we'll be sure to post that along with the recipe and pictures of the places that we're talking about on our podcast. Now, if you need the recipe right now for today, uh, you can find it, I think, on the Betty Crocker website. I think that's where I found it. I just Googled Irish cream cake. And uh, it was there. I, I made a couple of uh, changes because of what I uh, had in the pantry, but uh, but it's a good recipe. You can you can put different liqueurs in it to make a different kind of cake. But anyway, there it is if you need it. But we'll put our own up once we have our Pinterest site. So today we're going to talk about a couple of Irish pilgrimage sites before we get to our interview, which was with Father Jay Finelli, the iPadre. So. Um, well, the first one we found out about was it's called Loderg. It's a an island in northwestern Ireland that was visited by Saint Patrick. They have a retreat center there, and uh, you can have two types of visits. You can do a one day retreat, or you can do a three day pilgrimage. And the the island and the pictures of the island, uh, the retreat center looks like almost like a chalet it's huge and huge blocks of stone and so kind of uh lots of windows but very medieval uh, it's it's really beautiful looking and of course it's uh irish spelling of this so the actual spelling of the island is l-o-u-g-h-d-e-r-g even though it's pronounced low derg and if you want to correct our irish pronunciation please do because we're please. not irish we're scottish <laughs> Not that we know how to pronounce Scottish either. But we can pretend. <laughs> I think the Scottish pretend too. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so the um, the one day retreats are for people who just want to spend the day out on this island. You can go on a boat in the morning and you finish up in the late afternoon and you can have reconciliation and mass and they have prayer times and just a quiet time on the island, which is nice. And you can do that uh, through most of the year between May and August. And then they have the three-day pilgrimage, which is the the Iron Man of pilgrimages. <laughs> On those the three-day pilgrimage, you arrive between eleven and three by boat, and then that night at ten p.m., you begin a twenty-four hour barefoot walking vigil. That follow it follows the same path that's been used over a thousand years, and. If that's not enough, um, they, you're fasting the whole time too. So from the time you get there to the island until you leave, and no, I think then it's to the, from midnight, midnight before you before go, you midnight go. before you yes. go, until the midnight after you leave, you're fasting. So you can drink as much water as you want, but as far as food goes, you get one meal a day, and that meal consists of toast without any butter, an oat cake, and coffee or tea without any milk and no sugar. It's pretty intense, and uh, I, I'd like to try it sometime. Yes. It, it says on the site, I th- we saw it several times, you must be at least 15 years old and of good health. Yeah. And not be on any kind of diets or, or restrictions that prevent you from following their fast. Right. That's an amazing fast. That sounds like a boot camp. And uh, the interesting thing is, I'm going to peel back the curtain. Shall we peel back the curtain, Eric? I, we have to peel back the curtain now. Yeah, we, uh, we're doing this via Google Hangout, and in the middle of listening to their show, um, we lost our guests. So <laughs> we will get them back and carry on. So there's the first few minutes of the show. And uh, Ian and Paula, what we like to do is uh, take your podcast, kind of review it, go over it with you, some parts that we find uh, amusing, the parts that we really like, and then the parts where we think you might make some tweaks and, and make your show a little bit better. We use Dave's extensive background in uh, in computers and technology and my extensive background in radio and content and we kind of mush them together and and uh, you get what you pay for and and we we hopefully we can give you some great advice to to improve the show a little bit and maybe find some places where we can tweak sounds great so the uh, the intro of the show when I first heard it I, I like the intro music it kind of sets the tone that uh, you know, it's, it's, I just like the kind of the, it's, what's the word? Lilty, maybe? It's kind of uplifting. It's classical <laughs> without sounding too like stodgy. You know, some classical, it just sounds so, I don't know, British and, and old. It, and it was like, it this took is us mo- a while to find that because there were a lot of them out there. They're like, no, this sounds like Masterpiece Theater or something. Exactly. That's a great way of saying it. So it sounds kind of classy and oldish, if there's even such a word, <laughs> um, without sounding like Masterpiece Theater. And, you know, I like the uh, the little story. I think Eric, you mentioned how the way they kicked it off with the they talking about their anniversary and yeah, the the fact that you had eighty miles and three days and two and a half years to prepare that really painted that vivid picture in my mind as you're getting ready to set out on your pilgrimage. So I love that part of the show. I love that part of the intro. I like the frivolity of the music. Kind of set that light sort of. Um, airy tone about the show and uh, really set it up for some great stories. And that's really what I love overall about your podcast is just the way it allows you to tell some great stories about some wonderful places all around the world that 
that people can go visit. I, I really appreciated that about your show. Great. And so we've got some clips here. Uh, one of the ones, and I'm, this is going to be an edit point, Eric. I'm, I'm hoping these match up with what you gave me. <laughs> the, the, well, the thing is, I wrote these notes like three weeks ago. Sorry about that. No, that's not your. Um, I have three day pilgrimage, mountain description, pilm- pilgrimage wrap up, and what did you enjoy most? And what is the church like? Is, is yeah, that so the first one's probably that eight minute one that um, where they're talking about the mountain. The mountain description, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Let me see how long this is. <laughs> well, the pilgr- it's not, that one says 40 seconds. That's probably what it is because they just, they talk about living in Colorado and talk about the mountain. You don't think that's it? Uh, probably it. So, it was um, a brief little clip. I didn't remember this was long ago. <laughs> yeah. It's episode two, back of the Stone Age. <laughs> back, what, four weeks ago? <laughs> oh, lots happened. All right, so I'm going to cut in here. And and like Eric said, one of the things that's great, especially about audio, you have the, the theater of the mind, and uh, you have a great description here when you're talking about, I believe, your backyard and just a mountain. <laughs> well, the pilgrimage is a three- to four-hour hike up and down the mountain. And this is really, really rough. I mean, talk about a mountain. This thing is... 2,500 feet above sea level. So basically that's the change in elevation from the gully in our backyard to our house. (laughs) No, actually it's about 2,500 feet up from sea level and you do start pretty close to sea level since the mountain sits right near the beach. But um, coming from Colorado where our house is at 7,300 feet and we look out our window to the west at a 14,000 foot mountain, it's not quite as intimidating as, as it might be for, for others. So a good description, Eric. I loved it. I loved how that paints the picture in your mind of not only where you're going, but where you're coming from. And uh, just the, the, the beaches and the mountain and the stiff terrain and all of that just really, I thought, brought that whole scene to life in the minds of the listener. I really like that, just that painting that you use there in the theater of the mind and for me I, I not knowing at all anything about a catholic pilgrimage the more i listen to this the more it starts to sound like a boot camp is, <laughs> is it, in, a, in a lot of ways yeah. it can be <laughs> spiritual boot camp because i was going to say it's like it's amazing it's all this walking and, and things like that and so i was listening to it going wow this is interesting because i've just to me again totally uncharted territory. I just, I had no idea this kind of thing existed. So I was sucked in from a, a really kind of uh, aspect of it. Uh, and I, I think in this clip, you talk about how it's a, a three-day pilgrimage. And then they have the three-day pilgrimage, which is the the Iron Man of pilgrimages. <laughs> On those, the three-day pilgrimage, you arrive between 11 and 3 by boat. And then that night... At 10 p.m., you begin a 24-hour barefoot walking vigil. That and, follow, it follows the same path that's been used over a thousand years. And if that's not enough, um, they, you're fasting the whole time too. So from the time you get there to the island until you leave, and no, I think then it's to the, from midnight. Midnight before you before go. Before you midnight go. Midnight before you yes. go until the midnight after you leave, you're fasting. So you can drink as much water as you want, but as far as food goes, you get one meal a day, 
And that meal consists of toast without any butter, an oat cake, and coffee or tea without any milk and no sugar. It's pretty intense, and uh, I, I'd like to try it sometime. Yes. It, it says on the site, we saw it several times, you must be at least 15 years old and of good health. Yeah. And not be on any kind of diets or, or restrictions that prevent you from following their fast. Right. So once you're done on the, the second night at 10 p.m. when you finish the 24-hour walk, you get to sleep in what they call your penitential bed. So I'm assuming that it's basically, I don't know, a board with straw. <laughs> I'm not sure. but Oh, uh, was that what it was? I thought, I thought the walking was done on penitential beds. <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, so you do get to sleep that night, but I'm not sure how relaxing it'll be. And then you leave in the morning, but you continue the pilgrimage because you don't eat anything until midnight of that third day. So this is probably one of the most intense pilgrimages you can do um, mm-hmm. as far as physical endurance. So it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah I was laughing when you, you said it's sort of intense. I'm like, sort of. <laughs> Dave wants to sign up. <laughs> the no food and walking barefoot up a mountain. Well, it's you're great. In- it, it's spiritual and, and part fat club as well. Cause you get to lose weight <laughs> as you're there. Right. So kill two birds with uh, with one stone. And people don't always do these pilgrimages for religious reasons. People do them just for the experience. So, so they can buy the T-shirt that it, says, I did this. That's right. <laughs> so especially the, the pilgrimage that you do from France to Spain, uh, the, the Camino, um, that's one that a lot of people do just to do it and say that they've gone on that several hundred mile walk. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's the thing I love about your podcast is all of these journeys and travels and and just amazing scenery that is available on these journeys allows for great pictures through audio. That's the that's what I love about audio is when you're able to tell these stories and paint these pictures in the mind of your listener. Everybody sees the picture in a different way. It's it's unlike television. When somebody's watching television, you're seeing the same pictures I'm seeing. But when you're telling me the story and I'm painting the picture in my head, I get to enjoy it however it it, it provides me most joy. So I paint that picture exactly the way I want to see it. And it might not be exactly what it looks like, but it allows me to enjoy it any way I want. And that's one of the things I love about the the possibilities of your podcast. It allows for just some amazing stories. And that's what you get into a little later on as we're talking to, what was his nickname? The, the, the iPodre. iPod, iPodre, that's his name. Yeah, he's been podcasting for, I think, almost eight years. Fantastic. Almost as long as you, Dave. Almost. Awesome. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things I know uh, Eric and I had talked about, uh, Eric had brought up that you guys asked really good questions, which was good. And, and one of them, and, and kind of getting the, the Padre here to open up, was what is the church like? That's incredible. What is that church like on the inside? That church is, it's, it's very ancient. I, I don't even know how old it is, but you have the old high altar. There's no freestanding altar, and that's where I said Mass. And I think that was... One of the first times I actually celebrated Mass ad orientum. And so I like that because you're getting firsthand knowledge. I also just love his accent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really a neat, uh, a neat priest. I met him in person. He's only about, oh, about your height. Yeah, he's, I'm five, five feet tall. tall, and he, he might be as tall as I am. Okay. The thing I love about this part, though, is a little later on in this, in this segment here, you're, he's telling you all about the church and how beautiful it is, and he's painting that amazing picture. And he talks about really enjoying the sights and the sounds. 
and the the smells and all of the foods. And it's just really um, putting us in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And you ask some really great questions throughout the podcast and, and you do a great job listening to his answers. Um, most of the time you follow up with great questions. At this particular point, you instead just went on to your next question uh, where most everybody listening was wanted to ask, what did he enjoy most? Like what? Because he was talking about how he enjoyed the sights and how he enjoyed the sounds and he enjoyed everything. Um, but really engage him in that and follow that up and make him paint the story of the one thing he enjoyed most and, and really make him draw that picture. Mm-hmm, that's uh, a great idea. Most and, of the time you had great follow-up questions. I thought that, that right there was an opportunity to get him to paint a little bit better picture because he really started down that path and didn't go there. Actually, I, th- I think he did. Let, let's, let's hear this. Let's roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> I think that's all part of pilgrimage, not just going place to place, but enjoying the enjoying the culture of the people, where the saints came from, and enjoying that that uh, the sights and the sounds and the smells of the holy well, places. Think, well, definitely the um, the time that you spent in Rome. What are some of your your best memories of that trip that you took there? Oh, my best memory. Well, that that saying mass at Padre Pio's altar. That's one of them. Saying Mass actually in the Basilica in Lisieux was another beautiful experience. It was just my parents and I, so we had Mass there. Throughout Assisi, saying Mass in different places in Assisi. Santa Maria Maggiore, another one. St. Peter's. I don't know, there were so many churches. I've gone to so many churches in Rome, I can't name them all. So there you go. Do we want to redo that, Eric? (laughs) No, because... What I'm saying is he, he, he starts going down and he, and he starts talking about all of these churches, oh. but, but generically he doesn't, he says, I said mass at this church and I said that mass at that church, but he never really dives into one particular one to paint the picture of, of any particular basilica where he's standing at, at the altar and how big is the church? Is it four pews? Is it just a little neighborhood church or is it this big monstrous uh, old cathedral that just has rows and rows and rows of pews as far as the eye can see and the mm-hmm. and the vaulted ceilings are amazing <laughs> hand painted i don't know how people got up there and he just really starts painting the picture of the, the the single basilica that he loved the most rather than just being generic in terms of you know i loved all the sights and the sounds and all the churches that i spoke at you no know, that's really good advice because he would do that if we'd asked him i know it yeah, and if you stop him, if you stop him and you say, okay, when you were in Rome and you spoke, because he said, you know, I spoke at so many of them, I can't remember all of them. I don't mm-hmm. want you to remember all of them. I just want you to re- paint me the picture of the one, you know, right. uh, were there interesting people that you met or, um, you know, were the churches there similar to the churches here or some sort of question that will really make him dive into one particular church. That's kind of mm-hmm. where I was going with that. That's true. That that would also go along with what Father was saying about a pilgrimage not just being going from place to place to place, but actually experiencing the culture or the place itself. Yeah, taking it all in. And so mm-hmm. then he helps me take it all in without actually being there. You know, I can live vicariously through him and his stories. Mm-hmm. And our last clip is where he actually kind of wraps up talking about the pilgrimage. 
that they are human or they were human just like us walking this earth. They had the same sufferings, the same trials. They've, they've had the same temptations. And we can think that there's some saint, some saint in heaven that has gone through the same temptations that everybody who will listen to this podcast and everybody on the face of the earth today is going through now, but they made it to heaven because they learned how to give themselves fully to Christ. And that's really what a pilgrimage is all about, to inspire us. Because pilgrimage means we're on a journey, we're heading, we're going to the kingdom of God. So from an outsider standpoint, I was kind of like, well, that's a cool way to kind of wrap it up. And uh, I I like that clip. Uh, Eric, anything else you want to chime in on that? That particular clip, I loved it. I loved the way that's what pilgrimage is all about. It really put a nice bow on the this particular episode, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was great. I think you have great details within the show. I think overall there's some things I would tweak a little bit to make your show a little tighter. Um, one is the introduction. It took me a minute to get into the show to figure out whether you had actually been on this trek or if you were planning to go on it. Oh, got it. Okay. You kind of set it up at the beginning where you talk about the, um, you have the uh, uh, 80 miles and three days and two and a half years to prepare. I didn't know if you did have that and you've taken the journey already or you have, you now have two and a half years to prepare and the 80 miles and two and a half uh, or the uh, three days is coming up and we're getting ready to go on that. I wasn't really, I was kind of confused at the beginning of the show when we opened that up and started talking about that. I thought that could have been um, just a little, uh, a little more thought out and uh, descriptive for the audience as they're coming in. So they hit the ground run and they know exactly what we're going to talk about in this, in this particular episode. And then as you're talking about these journeys to Rome and things, I didn't know if you had gone on them and now you're telling me about them or if these are stories that you had read about or heard about or found out about. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And then the other thing about the intro, and then we'll actually get into your, your kind of your outro wrapping things up here towards the end from again, from a, a, just a strictly first time visitor to your show. It was like, today we're going to talk about these great Irish pilgrimages, but first we're going to tell you what we had for lunch. And I was kind of <laughs> like, what? And it's like, we had this and it was, what was what it? Bits and squiggles or something? <laughs> bubble and squeak bubble and squeak and i was like uh, so it took me a second to kind of figure out why are they talking about food and then it was the fact that it was a a saint patty's day kind of i'm assuming that's some sort of family tradition yeah it's their irish uh dishes okay so again from the out again from the outside point of view i'm like going i okay so that was a little different but the right, good okay. news the good news is you didn't spend an exorbitant amount of time on that. It was kind of like, we did this, we did that and did that. About the time I was thinking, why are they talking about food? It was like on to the next topic. So uh, that was the, from a, a <laughs> first time person, I was kind of like, what? So. But doesn't everybody have a uh, bubble and squeak for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> <laughs> bubble and squeak. Right. Not, so, not I, common in the Swedish household. I don't yeah. know. I thought they, I thought they were radio DJs out of uh, Omaha. <laughs> Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak. Yeah, exactly. In the morning. It's a morning show. In the middle of your podcast, uh, your details are great. I think your storytelling is fantastic. There are times where the iPadre just kept on going. He was like a runaway horse. And some of his stories 
uh, were great. They just got really, really long. And, okay. and he started veering away from where you were going. And sometimes you'll run into a guest like that, that just uh, won't stop talking for you to get a word in edgewise. And if he starts kind of owning the show and, and running away with it, you'll need to find ways to jump in and stop him from talking and refocus him. So if there was a part where he's talking about all of these churches, let's go back to that point we were talking about where he said he enjoyed the sights and the sounds and the smells and the foods. And, and you said, fantastic. Uh, what were, what were your biggest memories? And he starts talking about all of these churches and he just starts going on and on and on about it. What you could do is say, father, let me stop you right there. That basilica that you saw in Rome where uh, where you joined two other priests for the holy day. Um, tell me about that. How did that all come about? Or how did, what did the, what was the church like? Or what sense came over you the minute you walked through the door of that church? What could you sense, you know, and just kind of focus him and, and re, you know, just jump in and stop him, you know, hold on one second. Let me stop you right there. That particular episode, what happened there? What did you do about it? You know, ask him questions to kind of get him back on track and refocus his answer a little bit. Don't just let him start running down a rabbit hole <laughs> and you don't have any idea where he's going. And all of a sudden you're trying to chase him and get him back over to what we're talking about. And I think mm-hmm. the way you did that, because I, I, I could see where that would be a little uncomfortable to to interrupt, you know, a priest. You're like, well, hold on. But the, the way you did that is, hey, I want to know more about that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, this is why I'm interrupting you because you just pushed a button and I want to know more about that. So before you get off over here, tell me about that. And I don't think somebody would feel like, hey, what are you interrupting me for? I'm in the middle of my story here. It's like, yeah. hold on. Yeah, that's different than telling him, okay, it's time to stop talking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tell me more about that right there. And and then that'll kind of bring them back on. And and as soon as they start telling you more about that, they'll forget about the the thing they were chasing that had nothing to do with our story. Yeah, it, I've I've heard other people go, but no, pick one, you know, and it's kind of like to me, I like what Eric said a little better because it sounds like like I'm more interested as opposed to, hey, answer the question. It's not quite right. so Mike Wallace <laughs> that way uh, of bringing somebody back. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to your closing. Big thank you to Father Finelli for joining us and talking to us about his pilgrimage. Next week, we'll be talking with Tammy Kaiser about her pilgrimage to Lisieux. Yeah, she went and with her husband for a couple of days, didn't she? So she, that's all they did on their pilgrimage was just stay in Lisieux, and it was a wonderful trip for them. So we hope you join us for that next week. Oh, yeah, I, I want to go there so badly. Well, we'd like to thank you for being with us this week on our podcast. So be sure to stop by CatholicTravelJournal.com uh, to read our blog updates, because apart from the podcast, we also do post updates about what we're doing for our pilgrimage and information about other pilgrimage sites and events in the Catholic world. Um, If you'd like to join our forums, you can post questions and help other people out there. Also, if you'd like to leave feedback for us on iTunes, we'd love to hear from you and and, uh, any feedback you have for us. So you can go to catholictraveljournal.com slash iTunes. If you want to leave feedback about this episode and find all the links to places we talked about today, go to catholictraveljournal.com slash two. So until next time, we ask St. James, patron of pilgrims, to watch over all those preparing for or traveling on pilgrimage. St. James, pray Pray for for us. us. And there we go. So, um...
I like the fact that again, you 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 brought the intro or the outro music, I guess, at this point, uh, back in, and so it it adds a nice little bookend to uh, to the intro. Um, the one thing, and I think we're all kind of guilty of this, is you didn't ask for too many things there. You uh, let's see, we we did what a like on. We asked for a review. I should have taken notes on this one. Um, so we asked uh, to people to visit the the, the website. Leave a review, ask questions on the forums, and visit us next week. There you go. So sometimes what happens is you've, if you give people a big, long laundry list, they just go, what was that again? Not, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that might be something to think about. What do you really want them to do? And uh, I'm going to kind of go over, Eric, before I go into technical stuff, anything you want to chime in on their, their outro? I love the music again. Uh, I thought it was a great setup for next week. You kind of teased it, but didn't give too much information. You made me want to tune in to find out more about next week's show. I thought that was good. And uh, uh, the calls to action, I completely agree. Find one strong call to action and send everybody to that one particular place. Make it easy for them. Uh, If you want to get involved with the show, head on over to catholictraveljournal.com and uh, get in touch with us. And there you can have the blog and the forum and the iTunes and the feedback and the, the show notes and everything right there, but you're only giving them one call to action. So they don't have to make a decision. They don't have to make a choice. Oh, do I do the form <laughs> or do I do the iTunes? You know, which is it going to be? So I'm doing nothing. Yes, exactly. So make it easy for them there in the call to action. I thought the, the, the tease for next week, though, I thought was really strong. So I went over and, and checked out your website. And my, my first question has to be, uh, in the upper right-hand corner, you have a login, and I'm not sure why. So I'll just ask, why do you have a login? We have a login so that people can register and be part of a forum to discuss pilgrimage sites and ask questions about uh, going on different trips. Got it. The The good news is I love forums. The bad news is typically, well, unfortunately, there's a thing called social proof. And right now, when you go to your social, you go to your forums. We have none. You have none. And <laughs> so typically the, the, and again, you can have your forum by all means. It just, when I go there, I'm like, wow, there's, there's nothing here. Well, okay, never mind. And so you turn around and you, you go back. A typical kind of progression through to, to forums is leave a comment. Like you guys did a great job of saying, go out to, you know, catholictraveljournal.com slash two. That directs them right there and they can leave a comment. And typically what happens is once you get a large number of comments and it really starts to overflow, then you move it to a forum. And what a lot of people are using now, and I, I'm one that I love forums. I, I want to have a forum on the school of podcasting, but my audience said, no, we want a Facebook group because they're already in Facebook. So you oh, might right. you might want to look into creating a uh, you can actually make a private group or you can make it public, uh, but also keep in mind with forms and, and again they're great because number one you'll get content for future shows from your audience, mm-hmm. but also realize it's not a if I build it they will come. You have right. to, if you have a form you have to say here's the question of the week what's your favorite St Patty's Day food or whatever it is and and go from there and get them talking about that. So that was my I just went there and I was like ooh. It's not a horrible thing. It just, it's social proof that there's just crickets, nothing going on uh, there. Um, so that was that. Um, when I went to groups 
on your website. There's a, a thing where it says get involved, and I went to groups. Uh, when I went there, originally, there weren't any. And as I go to your website now, survey says, page is refreshing. I don't think there are any there. Yeah, I'm going to say. So it, it was another one. Yeah, there's just not a thing. There, there were no groups found. And so what's going to happen here is you're starting to lose the integrity of, of the, the trust uh, of your visitor and you're losing your integrity because now you've sent me down two things that are nothing. And so I'm not going to be inclined to click on anything on your website. Why? Because it's just going to be another link to nothing. So right. okay. if there's nothing there, you know, pull it out. Um, your show notes are okay. You, you have bullet points. Nothing wrong with that. If you If you have the time, the more you can make it like a blog post, mm-hmm. the more Google's going to find it. So, okay. and, and some people get worried about that because they're like, well, that means somebody might just read it and not listen to it. I'm like, but if it's good content, they'll come back. And that's really what you want. And plus you get the bonus of, uh, of that. If we want to get kind of nitpicky, uh, when I put my mouse over your, I ah, see you've changed this since I was here originally. Um, and only on one. Your iTunes button, there's a there's a huge audience that loves podcasts, and that is sight-impaired people, as you might imagine. They love radio. And I believe you're using the One All Social Login plugin, which is great. But on your iTunes button, um, what it is, it's it's called alt text, A-L-T. And when you put an image oh, in, you... Sinned. I forgot about that. Yeah. And because that's when a, when a sight-impaired person surfs the internet, it reads the alt text, and that's how they know... Oh, there's a button. So again, not a huge deal, but just letting you know that, hey, by the way, you missed the alt text on your iTunes button. Um, and it's those little itty bitty things that, you know, people like me find. No, that makes sense. I, I usually do that and I missed it on that one. So that's a good good uh, input. The other thing I would do is in iTunes, especially when you direct people to iTunes, it takes them to kind of the web-based version of iTunes. And many times the room for your title has been reduced and so what happens is I think you're starting all of your titles with um, C. Oh, the episode number. CTJ podcast comma episode two. And I would move that if you want to keep it to the end, because mm-hmm. what happens is it'll just say CJT, CG, I can't talk today. CTJ podcast comma episode, CGT podcast. Epi- and, and so where if it says St. Patty's Day, the uh, 80% of what people read is is based on the headline and the mm-hmm. title of your show is your headline. And so you've got a great title in your, your podcast, the Catholic travel journal. I already automatically know what this show is about, but your, your headlines that I'm telling you, that's an easy one and it'll be amazing. At, at you'll get more downloads with that because if people have to go, well, what's that? I don't know. And um, so that gets a little, uh, it's an easy one to fix. I don't know if you're in any kind of, uh, binds for for hosting you are publishing in stereo and again nothing wrong with that if you wanted to save on your podcasting budget if you podcast in mono it cuts your file size in half so you only need half the storage and actually for the last podcast we just did i did switch it over to mono okay so again it's it's not it's, it's not really a right or wrong thing i always just like to point out to people that oh by the way uh, that, but now on the other hand, you did a great job. I'm always uh, going back. If you say, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, I always hate when I go out there and there isn't a link to the show notes. So I believe you had the link to the, but yeah, you have the link right here to the Betty Crocker. Everything you mentioned was in there. So that was a great job. 
And uh, it's a great job of, of not, of a, just a very clean, uh, uh, the, the, um, what are those in the background? Are those passports or? It's, it's a uh, pilgrim's, almost like a passport book. You get stamps when you go to these different pilgrimage sites. So it's almost like a passport book for pilgrimages. Gotcha. Eric, anything else you'd like to chime in on the, the technical stuff? I thought the pictures were pretty. No. <laughs> um, I did love the pictures on your on your website. I thought your photos were um, really added to the allure of the travel and of the journey. Um, I really liked that part about it. I, too, got confused about the sign-up box. I wasn't really sure what that was for or uh, intended to do. So um, figure out something with that. And then um, at, when I visited originally, I couldn't get the map to cooperate, but it looks like it's up and functioning now. So yeah, uh, we had overall, some problems with it originally. So yeah, now it looks like it's working just fine. So yeah, I like I like uh, the website. I think it's easy to navigate, easy to find the blog and the podcast, and uh, I, I think the pictures just add to the allure of the of the show overall. Yeah, and the. Uh I see you have a spot here for recently active members. And again, yeah, I know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> same theme. It's like, and, and a lot of people, I mean, the feed burner back in the day when it was really popular, you know, a lot of people would wait till they got, you know, a hundred people or so subscribe to their feed burner feed before they put that on there. Because again, you, you put it out there like, wow, 13 people are listening to this person. It's like, mm, not sure if I want it, to broadcast right. that. <laughs> No, nobody wants to be the first person to do anything. It's like when you go to a wedding reception, nobody wants to be the first couple on the dance floor. They all like, oh, are you going to dance? Because I'll dance if you go dance. And so that's why they always have the bride and the groom dance and then the parents dance and the wedding party comes out and dances. And then now now we already have the dance kind of started. The, the, the spigot's kind of flowing and now everybody kind of follows along. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, uh, I tell radio hosts, nobody wants to be the first caller on the air. So find somebody to be the the first one. And once they see somebody else doing it, then they'll start doing it. So if you have friends or family or anybody that has any interest at all in being part of what you have going on, have them just get on and be part of that forum right there with with your active members and such. And if you can get a few photos up there of people that are active, now your listeners don't have to be the first person in the pool. They can follow the the people. Even if you if you have your your relatives get up there and put their pictures up there, they they never have to engage. But at least they're up there and they they look like they're part of the community. And now you can kind of get others involved in the community too, because the community's already started. They won't be coming to a party by themselves. Right. No, that makes sense. Awesome. So we always like to have you walk out with with some. Here's the good things, and here's some things maybe uh, you can tweak. And so uh, we'll start off with with the good news, and uh, then we'll switch over to the things to tweak. But uh, I thought you guys did a great job of keeping things flowing. You know, like I said, when you, you start off here, and then you were talking about the food, and then it went to there, and then you were talking about uh, another topic, and then you, you moved on, and then you went to the interview. So, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, I then realized, okay, you're, the food you're talking about is the St. Patty's Day thing. So, again, you, you stuck... Everything there was somewhat Irish or St. Patrick's Day. So I was like, okay, there was a good theme to that show. Uh, I, I looked at your audio and everything seems fine. It wasn't, I always tell people you need to achieve listenable. And uh, I thought it sounded fine. You know, there wasn't, uh, I didn't have to adjust my volume. I, to me, that's the, the kiss of death. If you make somebody, you know, it's too loud or too soft, but it was nice and even. And uh, 
I don't know who did your album artwork, but it's again a really nice, just classy look to it without being uh, too busy, but without being too plain. So that that was my parts that I liked. I really liked the way that you engaged your guest. Uh, I thought you had a great conversation going with him. You asked really nice follow up questions, and the the whole interview really felt conversational. And overall, the podcast really has this personal conversational style. And it really felt like we were just sitting at the kitchen table having a discussion about pilgrimage. And I thought that was really nice. It was really warm and welcoming and and brought me right into the show. And the stories that you tell, you use great vivid words um, with the with the dinner descriptions and the, the backyard mountain descriptions and things like that just really made the stories and the whole podcast come to life. I love that about the show. Great. We achieved what we wanted. <laughs> there you go. At least with well, there, there are a couple things to work on. Though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I think right up front, you need to define the show for your audience right at the beginning of every episode and let them know why you're here, why they are here and what they're going to get out of the episode. Set it up for them uh, and let them know, even if it's episode 36, don't assume they've listened to the first 35 episodes. We need to set it up and kind of make it clear because it does two things. Those that are brand new to the show, it'll tell them exactly what they're going to get. And those that are coming back, you kind of um, reaffirm what they've already believe. So if you set up the show of we're going to take a pilgrimage, it's coming up here in two years. It's going to be uh, you know three days and 80 miles and we're getting ready for it. And we're taking you on our journey with us. We're so glad you're here. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about X. Now, those that are coming back say, yep, I'm in the right spot. That, that's, I knew that's what we're talking about. Kind of refreshes my memory. You know, it's kind of when you're watching your TV show and it says um, previously on whatever show you're watching. And then they kind of show and you go, oh, that's right. That's right. They got in a fight last time I watched it. It kind of just re- resets the stage for your listener. So um, define the show at the beginning of the episode in each and every episode. Make sure you kind of control your guest, especially when you get somebody uh, um, like this particular guest where he talks a long time Um refocus him by asking some great questions and some solid follow-up questions. It's your show. You need to control it. And then um, just continue to use those vivid descriptions and great follow-up questions with all of your guests and, and ask what your audience is asking in their head. When they're listening to the answer, they're asking that question. Oh, why did he do that? You have to kind of use that uh, intuition and ask those questions that they're already asking in their head. Sounds good. I had a, a question. How, how, if somebody said, is your podcast successful? How are you going to measure that? Like, what's the ultimate goal of the podcast? Well, the ultimate goal of the podcast is to have people say to us, you know, I was listening to your show and I decided to go on a pilgrimage because of it. If some other people do that, I'd, I'd call that a success. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because the one thing that I, I will probably point, be pointing people to your show about is there wasn't one ounce of monetization going on here. There wasn't any kind of like, oh, by the way, listen to Bud's travel agent because he's, you know, the best. Zero. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So that's why I asked that question. Um, and here again, from an outsider, from a from a non-Catholic point of view, I was a little lost. But on the other hand, I'm not your target audience, maybe. And so I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were thinking about that or you're just like, look, this is who we're for. Um you know, so you're assuming that everybody knows what you're talking about, and that's perfectly okay. Just know that there may be some people that are tuning in, going, 
okay, didn't know that was there. Um, <laughs> then if, the, if that's your goal, help me do that. Because as I listen to your stories, I go, man, this would be awesome to do. Where do I start? So if your goal is to get people to, to take that pilgrimage, tell them where to go to begin. Because I wouldn't have any idea. If I wanted to go on a pilgrimage, I wouldn't have any idea where to start. Mm-hmm. So well, if, if, sense, if yeah. your goal is to get them to do that, help them do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's uh, information on your website to start their own pilgrimage or just a, a mention within the show. If you want to start your own pilgrimage, you know, contact the folks at the church and see if they have one. If they don't, there's a great website that lists all sorts of pilgrimages. Go find it. or Bud's Travel Agency. Bud's that's Travel it. Agency. <laughs> Follow my affiliate link on my website. Exactly. Well, I, that, that's the reason I ask because I, I know people that have uh, shows about Disney and they have travel agents for sponsors. They're just dying to sponsor that. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to go that route, I'm just telling you, there's an easy one. Um, and then the other ones I've already mentioned, uh, be, be careful about sending people into dead ends uh, because right. that that's an easy one to fix. Um and I think that's really about all I had. So the other thing I, I should probably just mention, it's it's almost like you guys are married and get along because I, I like, like the, yeah. you have oh. that, you have that whole chemistry thing going on. So like when she kind of giggled and you you could just tell there's a little bit of noodling and, and, and nudging going on behind the scenes and elbowing <laughs> and things like that. So I thought that was a nice touch to, uh, to the show. 18 years. Very cool. Congratulations. Thanks. So how is the pilgrimage going on? How is your training going? Let's get an update. Well, with the move, it's been very difficult. Neither of us has uh, done any exercise or diet or anything of any kind <laughs> for about two months now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we went for a walk this morning, and that's about the extent of it at this point. But uh, as soon as I have curtains on my living room window, I'll pop in the uh, five-mile walk <laughs> video every day, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, and what happened to the kids when you go? What are you going to do with them? Well, that's something we're still planning, <laughs> and we're not going to say anything because they might listen to this. Show. Oh, all right. There you go. It's on the down low. That's right. Well, exactly. We thought about leaving them with Ian's parents, but they want to go with us. So. <laughs> I see. And we we should say we we want to thank you because because you have just moved. We you kind of had to pieces parts your your podcast gear today. So uh, we appreciate that. And uh, they we should show them a picture. No, no, it's a mess. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah, we're sitting in an empty room. Paul is sitting on a stack of uh, flooring. flooring. <laughs> and uh, it sounds comfy. Yeah, it's great. So. It's part of my training. Well, I just wanted to tell both of you that I really appreciate your podcast. I've been commuting uh, two to three hours at, uh, several times a week for the last year. And so your two podcasts are two of the ones that I pop in there during my commute. I love them. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you spending time with us. I'm glad you uh, allowed us to review the show. It, it, it takes a lot of courage to come on the show and let somebody <laughs> tear your, your podcast apart and, and nitpick at it. And uh, you guys had a lot, not only coming on the show, but coming on the show with episode number two, was uh, yeah. was quite courageous. So I. Well, we didn't have that. any more than that. <laughs> I figured we should start early so that we could fix it fast. Yeah. So. That's a good good. Move. Now we have uh, six, seven, seven episodes. Seven. Now. Yeah. There you go. So, and if you if you make it to eight, you're doing something because a lot of people don't yeah. make it past seven. They get to seven and they go, "What? I'm not on Oprah yet," and they quit. So. 
<laughs> this isn't any fun. They're not paying me yet. Well, luckily we don't want to be on Oprah. We just yeah. So that's right. We're going. Well, that's that's the easiest way to grow your audience. It's a two-word plan. It's called "Don't Quit." Because <laughs> as soon as you quit, your audience just goes right down the tube. So awesome. Well, uh, as always, Mr. Johnson, where can we find you? You can find me anytime you'd like over at podcasttalentcoach.com. You'll find the link to the podcast there. You'll find free worksheets to help you with your show and, and find any way you'd like to contact us and uh, head on over podcasttalentcoach.com. And you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. Ian and Paula, where can we find you? We're at catholictravelgernal.com. There we go. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. And uh, if you would like to get reviewed, uh, Ian and Paula, was 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 this too painful? This no, was great. this Loved was it. very good. It's less painful, less painful than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, I think I have more critiques of, uh, of our shows than you do. <laughs> well, you're always, uh, you know, you're always your worst critic. You know, but it's it's well, nice. Good. <laughs> it's nice to get somebody else's opinion that's that's not named mom, and uh, that's yeah. definitely that's good. So. Uh, yeah, but if you'd like to get reviewed, simply go out to uh, podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me and uh, sign up today. And uh, all we ask is that we sh- we record on Thursday nights. If you can't make it on Thursday, we might be able to, to swing something like that. But typically we record Thursday nights and uh, it's great. I am enjoying having people here live so I can just go, why do you have a login thing in the upper right hand corner? Because before I would just have to guess. And so <laughs> it's nice to have that now. And uh We'll see you uh, next week. We'll be interviewing Gary Leland from Fast Pitch Softball. And uh, after that week, we'll be, who knows, maybe interviewing you. Just go out to podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for absolutely free and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course, but there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.